<clears throat> Back at it again. And we got some uh, new flavor to the podcast here. We actually got uh, Jake. We just did a recent segment with him, and he's going to try co-hosting now, um, helping out as Heem is busy. And it's neat because Jake offered uh, some help to me for the podcast after we did it. He said, hey, you know, I, I can copyright. I got a degree in marketing, and, you know, I see your bios. Is there any chance I could try one out and see how it goes? Well, Jake did, and he looked really good. It saved me a lot of time. So he started doing the bios, and he wanted to uh, put his hand into more things and help with the marketing. And then he's like, you know what? Let me get on one. I said, okay, let's let's try you out. You know what I mean, so we want to we want to build this team and and help uh, others kind of build a portfolio for freelancing and other things. And so Jake's doing a really good job. He's on it. Um, he's gonna do a cool uh, interview today. We're with a guy that. Uh, Reached out to me, actually. He uh, started his own podcast in uh, Denmark called Denmark Real. Uh, his name's Amar. He's a refugee, went through a lot of shit. Um, he told me his story, but it was kind of neat. He got in contact with me, and then we set up a phone call, and you know, we're, we're kind of like uh, screening people before we bring them on, and, and I just liked how he approached it. He kind of said his story and said, yeah, I want to be on your podcast. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, and he's like, yeah, so let's do it. It's like, okay, I kind of like the balls on you. So um, we're getting them on, and I'm really excited. He, uh, he's he got a sweet idea for a podcast, and uh, his story's full of inspiration, and I think a lot of uh, value the community can take from, and it's cool. And we're going to test Jake out. So, Jake, you excited to do this? Oh, most definitely. I had a lot of fun uh, recording ours back uh, a couple months ago, a month ago, and then uh, writing the podcast, or writing the bios for the podcast, so... Yeah, I thought it'd be fun. Try it out. See how I do. And uh, so I'm excited. Very excited. And then, uh, Amar, why don't you uh, kind of give us a little background about yourself? Oh, hello. My name is Amar. I live in Denmark. I came from Iraq. I moved to Denmark in 2004. So I have been living here for quite quite time, 16 years already. And uh, I am the host and founder of Denmark Real, a show that, uh, that creates value by in, in inviting inspiring guests with inspiring stories and try to try to help people to to be enlightened to get to re-examine the, themselves and their life a lot more so um, i'm also a barber beside that and i do all a lot of small organizations also profit and non-profit also yeah that's awesome man so i checked out uh, your podcast it's really neat Really need a lot of similarities, and um, it's about sharing those inspiring stories. And and uh, what what made you come up with this idea? I mean, why did you want to start a podcast, and and how how did this come to you? Actually, it started by me listening to podcasts back then, from uh, four, five, six years ago, when I started to to search for meaning and wanted to to learn more and to find myself. So I I thought. I got help from podcasts, from audio files, self-help books, and I wanted to share that back. So, yes, I joined the course on, on in London, and uh, I went through through that. A course but to do a podcast? Really? Yes. I on that yeah. course. I just turned the <laughs> mic on and started talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was this course about? And what did you learn from all these self-help books and the podcast? You know, around these last six years, finding yourself. Actually, I learned that I could become anything I want if I just uh, if I just reached out and uh, tried to to learn more and download more data to my brain, basically. 
So by by knowing more, I I my my value came more up, and I knew more. I could add more value to everyone around me also. So these self help books gave me the confidence that I could do a lot more. What were uh, some of the books that you did read? What were the kind of like the more inspirational ones that kind of helped you? Think and Grow Rich. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. It is it's amazing, actually, from Napoleon Hill. And um, I learned about Napoleon Hill through Earl Nightingale and through, through his uh, self-help uh, audio files from the 50s, 60s, and 70s. So yeah, that, I, could, I could totally tell that um, <clears throat> you you read those books or you did stuff because the way you reached out to me and the way you you know wanted to network, the way you put yourself out there was really like, oh, okay, he's he's about this. And I know you just started your podcast and starting to grow, but I like that. You know, what I mean, you can tell when people are about stuff, and that's why I was excited to have you on because you, you're fearless, and I have a feeling you developed that because. You kind of you've had an interesting life so far, haven't you? I mean, you grew up in Iraq. Yeah. You want to yes, start uh, hitting on that that story of yours being, you know, a refugee in, in your life so far? Well, we we, we fled from the war in two thousand three to come to Denmark in two thousand four, and uh, as as scary as scary, grown up in in bombs and uh, water that was poisoned. And uh, we just we just had to leave Iraq. We had to. So being in Denmark, it was it was an opportunity to grow a lot more. But when I came here, I saw another another side that than than what I accept, expected, because the people here are not very welcoming. So it's uh, yeah, there was a lot of bullying in uh, back then. What age did you leave Iraq to go to Denmark? How old were you? I was 11. 11. Yeah. Do you remember much of that time? Or is a lot of it blocked out? I mean, you said you were around bombings. Um, the water was poisoned. Um, can you take us through that, that kind of period of, from what you remember? You know, put us in your shoes. I could. I could. We have to say, we, we, I think I remember in 2003, the war started. And we saw on the TV that... Uh, that U.S. America is invading Iraq, uh, so everybody was scared actually, and we had to sell everything we uh, we had. We moved with my my grandparents, and I remember actually one time where th there was a really huge sound of bomb, a bomb dropping, and I wake up in shock. I run to my mom and hugged her, and she tried to comfort us. We were five kids, and. Um, she said it's going to be okay, but this continued. This continued. This continued. We had to flee from city to city to to seek protection, to seek uh, to seek a safe place. Yeah. Now, what does that do as a kid? I mean, your bombs are going off around you. Like your your mental state, like your fear. Are you always on edge? Like I'm trying to comprehend what that would be like. I mean, when I was a kid, I had to worry about you know maybe a bully in school or something like that, or or if I played football and I was going to hit someone that night like you're worried about freaking surviving you know what <laughs> what is the mind state of that it is completely full aware all the time all the time and I got that with me now I'm full aware of, every, of everything around me I notice everything I sense and feel everything around me if people's moods if they change uh, if I lock the door windows is locked so I became self-aware 
in a in an unhealthy way because this is being aware all the time and being in defense mode all the time and i got that with me to denmark when i was a kid so yeah. it's almost like you're always on edge like that anxiety or that paranoia you can't just take a deep breath you're always ready precisely, precisely. and i mean you haven't gotten over that yet like it's it's with you engraved in you because at such a young age that's like how you're formed as a person right yes precisely yeah this is some of it I, i could actually keep down and forget about it or unlearn it but the self-awareness the awareness of, of sensing things around me is uh, is with me and i love it that part i love it it's the thing that i oh keep going yeah the thing that i don't like is the nightmares ptsd and nightmares This is, uh, yeah, horrible. I was going to say, it is almost like a PTSD. Um, did you see anyone close to you, you know, uh, like die from any of this? Or was there any you know, kind of traumatic experiences that you, you saw? More like shootings in the street. And, uh, and uh, yeah. And because... We've, there was one day that, that they, they banned us from going to school because all this, the street where the school was in, yeah, there was a lot of shootings in that street. And um, the, we, we could see the bullets the size of five, six centimeters in, in diameter through the walls. And these bullets go through the wall. So it's, yeah, we were banned from going to school these, in this period. So the one year we won, the half year, one year we were in, in Iraq in 2003, we, I skipped school. So I had to. Wow. Um, now, hold on, you made a point. So you said that you like some part of it. It's like a superpower being so aware. Like, yes. Yeah, that, that's interesting. <laughs> so can you kind of expand on that awareness? Because a lot of people you know, want to develop that too, to see opportunities or to be, you know, more in the present moment. Um, you know, what is it like being so aware and, and how do you think people could tap into that? So most people, they, if, I, if you look at people's life as in a, in a, as a circle, they start by having some traumatic effect or traumatic event from something. Let's say their life, their life is shit and they feel bad and, and they continue stuck in that. This is the first, ch first chapter. So my idea is to move you from the first chapter to the second and give you, take you back to the hero's journey. So when you, when you, when you, when you have experienced something like, like PTSD or ADHD, I ask a person, so you, you have difficulty, difficulty concentrating? And he says, yes. But I ask him, how about when you play games? And they say, hmm, I, I can play games for five hours, no problem. And I, I try to make people aware of the strength so adhd is a person that have a lot of energy that is not negative that is really good so I, i'm trying to re-examine people's life and make them become aware of themselves in a different way so this is the idea and with, with, with ptsd i'm self-aware all the time i remember things i try to anticipate and calculate steps ahead so this is a skill rather than, a, this is an asset rather than liability. No, 100%. And I really like um, that ADHD comment. That's, that's really good. You know, they drugging up these young kids to make them good in school, but maybe they're super creative <laughs> artists and they take those them pills and then they can't be artistic anymore. And I mean, that always goes back to the point that we're all special, like in a unique way, but you got to find like your passion or what you want to do. If you're, if you're not a 
a person that likes math or accounting, like you probably should, should be doing that. If you're more artistic, you should go in that direction. That's the whole issue with like a school system. And there's ways, there's positives and cons of why they do that. But I like that. So becoming aware, this is the mission of your podcast. You're saying becoming aware of what you're good at and you're trying yeah. to help them find that. Yes. Self-aware. And that is only one thing. Find yourself. When you find yourself, you will be aligned in who you are. And when you have that purpose of who you are, you will really be fully happy. Because, and you don't have time to waste. When you, you, when you realize who you are, you don't have time to waste anymore. You, start, you stop wasting time on drugs, on c- criminal activities, on being lost. And this is the idea. There is only one solution. Find yourself, goddammit, quickly, really fast. When you find yourself, actually Socrates says it. 2,400, 500 years ago, we should find ourselves. This is really important. 100%. Now let's move into that Denmark. You said he went to Denmark and he started getting bullied. And then you took the, the baggage from Iraq with you. So obviously you were trying to find yourself. Now, I know your story kind of, you kind of went through a rough patch in Denmark. You want to get into that story? Well, bullied in, in the sixth grade, from the sixth grade till the 10th grade, it was just bullying. I could I could give you an example of um, going to 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 the uh, going to the to the sport. We have a we have one day of sport, uh, gym, gymnastic, and um, after I finished playing and ex- exercising, I got back to the locker room, only to see my clothes filled with spit and snort, and look, looking at that at that. Uh, shirt or it was a it was a blow um, let's just call it the shirt i just took it from from with my nails and just throw it in the in the in the, in the trash and this continued always bullied always uh, standing in the corner for myself if i got invited to a to a birthday with the other kids from the cl- from my class uh, i just stand in on the corner i'm not not speaking with anybody nobody's speaking to me so after a while, I just uh, put some headphones on, and it was back then when when the MB3 was uh, with the USB in, in itself. You can just plug in the computer. I remember that, and I just bought one one of these and installed some music on, and became isolated in myself. How did you cope with the bullying? Like, what was your coping mechanism to you know put yourself in a more positive place mentally? I think it was the computers and uh, computers. I, 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 when I was a kid, I loved electronics. I loved to create something, like to build something. And electricity was my number one passion. And uh, when I came to Denmark, I couldn't find all these components that I needed. Uh, I didn't know where to find them. So I, I dig, digged into the computers. I became really passionate about computers and fixing them and installing. And I became a nerd, a geek. <laughs> <laughs> so it was actually just focused on that. Okay, that's yeah, that's your escape. That was your escape doing the electricity. Now, um, I mean, why do you think they were bullying you? Obviously, you're different. You're from Iraq. You're a refugee. Could you not speak English? Um, what uh, uh, is there something that you think you could have done differently, or did you become shut out? I mean, kids are evil, right? Kids can get really mean. <laughs> but uh, you know, some lessons you learned from that time. Uh, should you have been more outgoing or? You know, can you kind of speak on that? 
I was sensitive. I'm still sensitive. I'm a sensitive person. So I was, I was also, if someone refuses to talk to me, um, I took that to me and, and I didn't speak to them anymore. So the, the thing that I did to change that was actually to, to change my clothes, to, to wear these modern stylish clothes like everybody else in the classroom and also to begin to act like them. So it was, it was like an assimilation. I had to, I had to look like them actually to, to be liked because this, this small city we lived in, there was no refugees from other countries. We were the only family, so it was totally different to see this alien in the classroom. Nobody, no one knows how to talk to, because I, I didn't have any language. I only had uh, Arabic, and at the time I was, I went in this class where they bullied me. I could speak actually. I learned the language really fast in a half year. I learned so I could actually communicate, because I had this sentence that says, "I really want to learn the language so I can talk with other kids." I really wanted to talk with everybody. So, so the way I coped, the way I, the, the way I solved that problem, let's say solved, is by changing my clothes, by changing my attitude, how I looked. Um, yeah, and I, I, I tried to understand the social games the kids were playing. Because of the self-awareness I had, I, I tried to read how our, what, what, what is going on? <laughs> And try to just uh, sense everything and and learn social games and social uh, skills. Um, so you basically you tried just fitting in and copying them to kind of to you know make some friends, not make it hell on earth. Now looking back, um, what would the best advice been to give yourself? I mean, did you do the right thing trying to fit in and be just like them, or maybe could you have tried to branch out, be your own person and? Like, what would you give advice now to, to the kid going through that? Be, be yourself. Be yourself because when I, what I realized actually that I, I lost myself on the process. Because you are gifted. You are, the, the best gift you have is you. Be, be you is the best gift. So it's, uh, it's actually by being you, you will stay unique. You will stay special. If you confirm, confirmities will kill, will kill you that personality, that, that's, that uniqueness you have. And I'm happy that I went back to, to, be, to being me. Yeah, it wouldn't have been easy to just say, you know, I'm going to be yourself. But I think it would have been the more, you know, fulfilling thing, like you said, the best advice. But, you know, anytime you go against the grain, people are going to come at you. You know what I mean? So, Jake, you got something? Yeah, how did you go about finding yourself that after you kind of started, you know, trying to fit in and you realized, hey, this wasn't really what I expected or wanted? How did you then go and find yourself? Actually, it started again by um, by these audio audio files from Earl Nightingale and uh, how how to what uh, the first one was the strangest secret. And I listened to that a lot, and uh, I just repeated it again and again and again. It, 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 I learned so much from him, and I got I got this confidence of and the um, the blueprint how to approach life and what to look for and how to develop myself. So it was it was by downloading knowledge to my brain that I learned more about myself and making myself more valuable by knowing more. If you know more, you're more valuable. If you have more money. 
people will assume that you're more valuable. So it's about downloading data. Yeah, no, study more. We live in a time now where we have all the ancient wisdom, we have all the wisdom around us, like at our fingertips. Know what I mean? But you can you can learn it all, but how do you apply it? And uh, I'm curious, because did you say you went through some drugs and some alcohol problems, and you can you want to speak on that? And then how did you apply this information, and what information was it for our listeners that want to you know find themselves? So the drugs was because of uh, lost meaning with life. I think, and I lost meaning with life when I was doing the drug. So it, it started just by having fun with the friends and uh, and partying. And after after a couple of years, I I I felt lost, really lost. I didn't know where to go. I felt that I'm wasting my life. I thought I felt that I'm wasting my skills. I knew that I could mo- do more, and I didn't do it. And I realized that if you if you're able if you are conscious of, of that you, you can do more and you are not going after it, you will be miserable. So the idea is to, the idea was actually after, the idea was to quit drugs, was to find meaning. The only thing that ma- made me stop drugs actually was to find meaning, find something really important to do with my life, be, of use, be, be useful to, to everybody around me also. So I can completely relate to that. I went through uh, like a three-year drug addiction. Um, so I completely get where you're coming from when you're speaking about that. What was kind of, you know, the final straw when you're like, hey, this isn't the life I want? What made you kind of, you know, put the drugs away and, you know, regain yourself? I think is uh, taking the train every day. Um, working a lot and feeling this is not going going anywhere i was i almost killed myself because i fell asleep while i'm driving and i fell asleep because i was awake so many days um, so this is the that what that was one of the one of the wake-up calls and sadly it wasn't the wake-up call uh, i had to go a lot further to, to see that, but um, see, seeing myself worthless was really tough, really tough, especially when you are aware of that you can do a lot more. This was the drop, and I, it, took me, it took me a couple of years to get out of the drugs. It's not, it's not, it's not easy. I'm not saying that you, know, you decide and that's it. Look, you have to decide a lot. You have to decide every week, every day, if you do it every day or, yeah. But the breaking, the, the breaking through was actually to find a higher meaning in life. I like that. Now, um, hold on. You said you were aware that you could be more and that you were feeling worthless. But if you're, you know, you're a really self-aware person, like you said, why didn't, why did you keep going down the self-destruction? Because you weren't fitting in like when you were a kid and getting bullied and you wanted to fit in with them by, you know, boozing and doing all that stuff or, or as an escape or, um, you said you were aware, but why did you keep going down that self-destruction path? Every, every time I, I wasn't myself, I was drugging myself. So every time I'm, I'm playing someone else's life or someone else's game, I had to suppress myself. So the, my final, 
realization was I have to be myself. There is no other way. Every time you betray yourself, you will, you will be doing things you shouldn't do. I like that. Now, hold on. How do you know what your real self is? By observing yourself. Speed? Instead, so instead of, instead of search, people usually look for themselves. And think about this. You are looking for your keys and you search for them and search for them and search for them. You cannot find them. So I ask, when do you find your keys or your lost thing? Usually people find them when they give up. When you give up looking for something, you wake up and you wake up because you, you begin to be you can begin to see things around you. But if you are searching all the time, you have this television 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 vision or tunnel vision. You only look on one spot at a time, and you are not seeing the full picture. So what I did actually, I was cutting hair in the in, in the in my brother's barber shop, working every day, and I was like, why? What am I doing? I'm cutting hair. Okay, what am I speaking about with the customer? I speak a lot of, about motivation, finding yourself, and I speak a lot about philosophy and psychology. And I thought, could I use that for something? And I started using that for something. I started to, to reach out to people and talk with them and speak about it a lot more. And now I have this podcast. So the idea is when you observe yourself, when you watch yourself, if you need a practical way of doing it is actually write down for one week, what did you do? Okay, I pet, I pet the cat. Hmm, why did I pet the cat? Okay, so I am empathic maybe. Okay, what, what, what more? I, I said thank you to people. Hmm, okay, so I have, I'm polite. So every time you watch, your, you watch really, you watch yourself. What did you do today? What did you do this week? Every move. When you have an, 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 so you can see yourself from a different perspective. And you begin to see, okay, I play, I, I'm playing games. Why do I play games? Um, okay, what type of games? You play uh, Construct. Do you play alone or with the friends? Okay, I play with my friends. Hmm. Then you're like, you're a social person. I, I could also ask you, do you like to play alone? You said, no, no, I don't like. So the idea is watch everything you, you do. And from that, you could write words about you. Write, um, you, you begin to find and figure out who you are by watching yourself. Hold on one second, Jake. That's crazy. Um, Sanji Chopra, we had him on a couple of months ago. I met him in the, the cigar lounge. He has uh, exercise, and I think lots of people do this, or it's like a famous one where you write down, like you said, but I think it's for like a month or something like that, and you write what makes you happy, and then like, but then you're, you're more aware, and why did you do it? And um, that's interesting. That's kind of, that's pretty wicked. And then um, I was going to say, too, it's kind of the, the letting go philosophy. Just let go. Know what I mean? Uh, like meditation, all that, but in your life too. Like, let go of your inhibitions, let go of your your fear, and and do what makes you happy. And is that kind of similar to what you're you're saying? You're just instead of searching for this or wanting to get the money, wanting to get the house, the Rolex, the nice car, like you just let go and you you be, and then you, the universe kind of draws stuff to you, and you kind of go the path you're meant to be. Or precisely, <laughs> because when you look for something, you cannot find it. Usually, usually you get this. You get so blind by by being so focused. So the idea is to breathe in and just relax. When you relax, you begin to feel. You begin to sense your body, and you begin to feel. Okay, my back hurts. I'm hungry. You begin to feel things. But when you are really on the go all all the time, you cannot feel anything. The idea it's, is 
The living in the now, right? Living in yes. the now. Yes, and when you live, you live in the now. You realize who you are. You are it. You are all that it can. You are that person, and there is no person other than that is right now. When you try to look for it, because it is not out there. It's here. It's inside do you, of. You kind of feel like hitting rock bottom and doing the drugs you were doing almost helped you get to this mindset that you're at now? Because for me personally, it was almost like a necessary evil that I had to go through to reach the point of, you know, finding that just being here in the now, like you're saying. So do you, from your perspective, do you think it was almost like a good thing necessary for you to go down that road and hit rock bottom? Yes. Because where does the source of source of light comes from? If you look in the universe, darkness, darkness. The light comes from darkness, right? If you, I don't know. But ah, I, was, I thought I had you. Okay. But you I, but I, but I, but let's go with that. If you, if you look at the universe, it's really dark, and the light comes from darkness, like the sun. The sun shines from darkness. So it's every source of light shines from darkness, and I love that. I love this. This idea about when you hit that button, there is no other way than go up, and and you have nothing to lose. When you have nothing to lose, you give up. But you cannot give up on purpose. You cannot say, ah, "I give up. I'm not looking for myself anymore." No, you have really, really to give up. Give up by by giving up because you cannot do anything about it anymore. And this is from Buddhism a lot, actually. Okay. Yeah, I love it. I love the philosophy. And everything it's great stuff now let's what can we do today to you know action because everyone can speak on oh yeah just let go and everything's gonna be great but you know like what can people do to actually take control you know i know you like the 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 exercise you said about writing things down becoming more aware but now what else will allow people to you know find themselves what can they do Actually, what I what I do what I, what I did is actually put some headphones on, find someone to be motivated by, and it is not about a person that says you can do it. You are not learning anything by that. This this last five minutes, and after after that, you 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 will be discouraged again and unmotivated. So what I find someone that can really learn you learn you something that can teach you something, and this is what I did with with Earl Nightingale. I found this podcast. And it was self-help audio files that learned me a lot of stuff. So I, 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 I knew more. When I knew more, I can do more. Tell me, tell me three top things you learned from Earl Nightingale. Most important things you took from that and then what you did with that knowledge. <laughs> the, sec the secret to success and the secret to failure. You become what you think about. And... That took me two years to understand. That means that you right now become something in the future. Think about is also a now. So you have to think right now something to become something else in the future. And if you cannot change your thoughts, you have to change what you are looking at. That means if you have crabby thoughts right now and you are miserable, stop listening to music that are miserable. Stop to watch TV or news that are miserable. So if you cannot change your thoughts, you can change your, your, your surroundings. 
and thereby yeah. change. I love that. I love that. One second. Let me hop in there. Consume. Watch what you consume. Me and Jake were talking about this the other day. Um, and it's everything. It's it's what you see, like you said, the music you listen to, the news you watch, what you read, social media. Social media is 100%, but anything. It's not just what you eat. It's your brain. It's your eyes. It's, it's everything. And and people, they love to because that, that uh, negativity. It's why the news media is so good at it. They feed you negative stuff because it gets your dopamine spiked. Oh, I want to get mad or I want to agree. And But that's that's not doing you any good. You know what I mean? And then people start focusing only on the negatives. But, um, Jake, I want you to kind of hit on that point, too, because we had a good talk about it. But first, uh, I, I know a, a good tip to do. It's not easy just getting rid of every negative thought, right? It, it's People can say, oh, yeah, just stop thinking negative. It don't work like that. But if a negative thought comes in your head, um, complement it with a positive thing. So, like, just look at anything you're grateful in life and say, okay, well, I'm grateful for that. You're, you're, oh, I, I, uh, I hate this, my day right now. Okay, but, you know, tomorrow might be good. Just compliment it, and that's like a habit you're building. You know what I mean? To counterbalance the negativity, and hopefully it moves into just positivity. But, Jake, you want to speak on that consuming too? Yeah, so it pretty much, even if you're only like half paying attention or you're just scrolling through Twitter reading, it, it programs your subconscious. It, it picks it all up. And so, like you said, you got to change what you consume. And then uh, my biggest thing from, because I, back in a few, for the past few years, uh, I was always thinking negative, you know, life sucks, the world sucks. What really helped me was, you know, doing affirmations, writing things down, and it really, it, it almost brainwashes you in a way. And then also, you know, putting down Twitter, put, turning off the TV and reading a book or going outside, it, it does a world of a difference to reprogram that subconscious into positivity. And then, like you said, um, you, you become what you think. And that's one of the most true things I've ever heard. And so I really like that you, you touched on that, and I, I completely agree. The other thing is actually uh, that people think that they only as are conscious about the, the things. People think that they only saw the things they are conscious about. When you go through, let's say, Facebook and you scroll the feeds, uh, the news, you, you scroll maybe 100 posts in, let's say, one minute or two minutes. Everything that you scroll by, your unconscious mind's uh, uh, really download that suck to that because your unconscious mind is so much aware it is not unconscious it is super conscious it is so conscious it's it gets everything around you your conscious your conscious mind is the unconscious because it is so focused and narrowed no big time and uh they say it's like thirty thousand <clears throat> times more powerful than the the conscious mind and and jake speak on uh that you just read the Gamma Mindset, and there's that one, uh, we had the author on, Chris Walton, uh, a couple weeks ago. There's this one page where there's a bunch of a bunch of mixed-in letters, you know, and you can't see a word until you really look at it. And then uh, there's two uh, different words. One had a bunch of bad words in there hidden, but it's one of those, like, crossword puzzles that you can't see it right away. And the other one had happy words in it, but you quick, they had a test done. Jake, can you speak on that? Yeah, so pretty much what it was is they had, you know, the two crossword puzzle thing, and then they had one side says, like, rain, um, happiness, or, and one other word, and one said, like, fuck, sex, and something else, and they showed it to the um, subjects for two seconds, and then they had them write down, or write a story after viewing it, 
And after viewing the positive one, the subjects were more prone to write a happy story. And then when they saw the negative one with the negative words, they wrote a depressing, sad story. And so your subconscious picks up everything. I'm pretty sure in the book, Chris mentions that your subconscious is 95 to 99% of your brain. And so that, that blew me away. Yeah, that and that's that goes in the whole destiny and, and the manifesting and and are we do we really have free will? And what I think it is, I think it's our conscious mind is on autopilot from our subconscious. That's what's leading it. But I do believe you can tap into your subconscious 100 percent. And it's just it takes work. It takes practice. You know, you can do meditation. You can watch what you consume. You can be around good people. There's ways to to hack in there. But it, it's amazing when people. Everyone that's kind of positive or happy or successful, they speak on these similar things. Like when they, and they're on all the books, right? They're Ernest Nightingale and, and How to Win Friends and Influence People or whatever. And it's pretty fascinating. Yeah, it is. It is really because we are just trying to say the same thing. And it, it is every principle of these things are the same. And the, the, the thing I discovered also that you can you can change or affect the organs that is actually not accessible, like the heart or the temperature of your body. You can actually affect them and you can raise your, your heartbeat and you can lower it and you can raise your temperature. It only with a thought, really just with a thought, with a thought and, and a reminder. Let's say I, I make you close your eyes and I say to you, imagine a time where you, where you were really sad or, or mad. Now, when you imagine that, you live it in your body. When you live it, you begin to notice that your heart, heart, heart rate, is, is heartbeat is, is going up and your temperature of your body is going up. That means with a thought, you could change everything in your body. 100%. And if, you, if anyone thinks that's BS, there's scientific studies on those monks over in wherever uh, the Himalayas and all that. They've literally tested, done tests where they raise their body temperature, they do all that. And it's... Uh, it's 100%. I mean, people, uh, anyone that kind of kind of dismisses it, try it. At least try it out and see what happens because then, then magic happens. But it makes sense. We always say, like, your thought's not just a thought. It's something going on in the world. There's atoms. There's vibrations. So, you know, why not channel the positivity with it? But that's great, man. It's, it's, it's refreshing, and it's, it's weird how we attract. You know what I mean? Why, how you found my thing. You, you contacted me. Now you're on here. But uh, let's get into your what you're building here with your podcast. Tell me about you know, you're doing a community, um, you know, what, what is all the vision going on for, uh, for, for your real Denmark real? Hopefully I'm trying to raise awareness about all the, all the subjects we talked about right today, because sure people are thinking that this is just, uh, some sort of, some sort of bullshit, uh, people from far away talking about actually this knowledge has always been there. Being in this meditative state or being aware has been there for a really, really long time. As far as we can find documents and books, we can find this meditation and also um, the uh, gratitude journaling, actually. Not journaling by saying, but the, the gratitude, where, where they say, I thank the, the earth for, for, for the food it gives me and the, that it uplifts me. And, and I do that in the morning also. I, I try to be grateful for everything. So this podcast is about sharing stories, bringing all that knowledge in one place and share it so we could connect human beings to raise their consciousness. Out of, out of that belief, 
that that we can't out of that belief that the only thing that exists is the things we see this is not right so i'm trying to i'm trying to add value by enlightening people and connect connect human beings across the world and you know what's really cool is that um this shows it goes beyond any background like anything you've been through i mean if an american person um if you can get to this mindset being a refugee with bombs all around you, going to Denmark, a foreign world, no one likes you, you're picked on, all that, and you can kind of find the light and this makes you a successful person, a happy person, finding yourself, then anyone else can do it. Because your life, I mean, from what I've heard, it's not the walk in the park. Know what I mean? So anyone else that has – this is what I found too when I was living in uh, Copenhagen is that, yes, they got the free health care. They got the free education. There's no homeless. So you got to choose to be homeless. But then people were still finding things to bitch about. They were still finding reasons to get on happy pills. They were still, it's like human nature to always look at the negative. You know what I mean? But then we have someone like you speaking on this that you grew up with bombs going off outside your house, with bullet holes in, in the, the, the next door neighbor's place. I mean, come on. You know what I mean, if you can get out of it and, and make something with your mindset and get rid of all that negativity and that trauma, then anyone listening to this could do it. I mean, that's what's neat about you and, and what you're doing with this. And the beauty of it, it is because of what I went through that I'm that person. People think that all oh, their life sucked and, and they stick and, and they stay in that first chapter of their life that they are bad and everything sucks. But because of that, you, you can you can really achieve anything. Because look look your look your go into the mirror and look at yourself. Say to yourself that you have been through so much and you're still here. You're still here. And because of everything I experienced, I appreciate everything I have right now. I'm grateful for the light and the water, and I'm, I'm grateful for everything. And because I didn't have, I'm more grateful for everything around me. So ev every person that went through hell have the ability to create something really great. And when you when you look on these when you look for the inspiring these inspiring people on YouTube on the internet. Every, every one of them almost got, got really through hell to get where they were, where they are right now. So because of your bad story, you're able to do a lot more. And you are able to be more happy. 100%. And that, that's the point of people giving excuses and, oh, I'm not born this way. I'm not rich and all that. Well, that's what I'm giving an example of you is I'm pretty sure everyone listening to this, you know, had a better upbringing or, than you. And that, that, that should be an inspiration to everyone that, Cut the cut the bullshit. Cut the excuses. You know, go out there and and and, and make it happen. You know what I mean? You know, and how do we make it happen? You kind of brought it up. You know, stop trying to fit in. You know, yeah, just let it happen. Let go. Be yourself. Be happy. Be freaking grateful. And be grateful and and think positive. And there's a million more other ways to do it. And we're gonna get that from you. I want to get like your top tips from all the books you've read and and all that. And and we're gonna put that out there. But. It's cool, man. It's it's amazing to see. You know, it's funny, Jake, because Joey the other week said the same thing. Like he was all mad. Well, why this happened to me? I had a kid. My father went to prison, and why me? And feeling bad, playing the victim. But then after a while, he switched his mindset. He switched it to, no, I made it out of that. I went through that. I came out on top. I'm tough. I'm strong. And that's it's a mindset thing. It's all a freaking mindset. But Jake, you got something? Um, yeah, pretty much just going through hell makes you stronger and, uh, and it makes you grateful for the good times. Like you said, makes you grateful for the light, the water 
And so sometimes I almost think the universe is testing you. And it's, it's I'd, like I, I go back to the drug usage for me. It was a necessary evil. And so going through that stuff, it, it, if you decide to use it in a positive way, it can be um, a blessing in disguise. And so I've really taken that from you so far from this conversation is that, you know, going through hell, it, it can, it's necessary sometimes to make you see the light and make you grateful for life. And so I do really appreciate you sharing all of that. And it also can be like a superpower. It gives you crazy momentum. Like you're a, you got that fire inside of you. Like you said, you know, you're super aware and all that. And it's neat. But hey, Amar, we're, we, we're building a community too, Bold Perceptions. It's all about giving value to one another, building win-win relationships. And, and the key component is, you know, the more you give, the more you receive. But you got to freaking give first without trying to, you know, get everything back right away. So what, what are you willing to help out with our community with? What are you willing to give? Well, I can give my knowledge. <laughs> Everybody can follow me on on these pages I'm I, I'm making uh, to to give this free knowledge I'm 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 doing uh, from great guests to to bring. And if I can help anyone, they are free free to contact me. What I what I try to say all the time is instead of looking of instead of looking at the glass if it is half full or half or half empty try freaking to add to the glass because when you add to the glass there will always be something in it instead of expecting all the time when you expect you want to take something from somebody and what we are trying here we are trying only to add so we fill the glass with love with knowledge with value and when you try to give up give something to others you are a part of their life and you, 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 you really become one of, one of them instead of being alone, fighting to get the success. 100%. And guess what? It goes into that consuming. Stop consuming everything in your life. Start producing. Start giving. It's 10 times more fulfilling. You know what I mean? And then it comes back to you tenfold. So I like that. I like your mindset, Amar. I think your story is pretty inspirational from what I've heard. And I, I love, I told you on the phone, I love what you're doing. And I told you, just don't stop. Just keep it rolling. It'll, it'll build, and you're doing you're doing good things. So keep it rolling. Um, I have actually one thing more. I I, I give fifteen minute calls to to people to just if they are if they can't find themselves or want to talk. So free fifteen minutes calls to to try to direct them in a way or help them figure out anything. So they can contact me on my Facebook and Denmark Real. Yeah. Awesome. We'll uh, we'll put that uh, all that information from you on our, our post and and so forth. And I hope someone you know reaches out to you if they need a hand. And I appreciate you willing to help someone else. And sometimes that's all someone needs, just someone to talk to. And sometimes it's nice too that it's someone across the world or something, so they don't have to be ashamed or worried. So I like that a lot. But uh, Jake, do you have some final comments? You know, your first time co-hosting, big guy. <laughs> uh yeah no i really enjoyed this a lot of fun uh happy you came on tomorrow it was a great conversation and uh, i think you had a lot of really good points and it seems like we're all kind of um with the same mindset you know uh positivity and not being the the victim that so many people like to play these days and so i really enjoyed this conversation it was, it was extremely interesting and i did learn a lot as well so uh, i do thank you it was awesome Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Actually, it was an honor. And one last advice to everybody. 
invest in yourself. This is the one advice I can give. Invest in yourself. That's it, actually. This the one number advice. one way to do that is to listen to our podcast. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> All right, guys, until next time, um, keep winning. Keep doing good. Find yourself. And thanks a lot, Omar. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.